Shortly after we moved here to New York City, my wife was out on tour. See, she was an actor and a dancer back then, and she worked on stage for many years. But back then, she was doing the European tour of the musical Grease, Grease Das Musical, as they called it in Germany. And she tore her ACL one night when she was dancing on stage. Well, they flew her back home to New York, and as you can imagine, she was very emotional. She was only a couple of years into her performing career, and uh, we both wondered whether her whole career had just gone up in smoke. So over the next few days, we did a bunch of research, and we finally found a surgeon that we loved. He patched up her knee a few weeks later, and within six months, she was back on her feet dancing. Now, this may or may not surprise you, but we have sent more than a dozen people to this specific surgeon over the course of the last 15 years since my wife's knee surgery. On today's episode, I want to talk about surgeons and jewelers and show you how we can take uh, the lessons from their business and apply them to what we do in our business. I've got lots of personal stories to share on this one. It's going to be fun, so stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. My goal is to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable, and then to help you find ways to incorporate what you've learned into your day-to-day operations. I want you to change your mindset and challenge the assumptions you have about this industry. By the end of each episode, we come up with some key insights, and then we finish up with an assignment, right? I try to leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I love to say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback platform that actually drives revenue. Are you frustrated by unfair online reviews? Are, are, you, are you sick of not having any control over the delivery experience of your guests? Are you ready to get actionable feedback and drive revenue? Restaurants from coast to coast trust Ovation to do just that. Recently, they were voted the number one guest feedback platform in a nationwide restaurant owner survey. Ovation uses SMS-based survey as a digital touchpoint that has redefined guest feedback. So if the experience was great, your guests go leave online reviews and are then automatically invited back or urged to convert from third to first party ordering. If it wasn't great, you're immediately notified so your team can resolve issues in real time. Get more feedback, more reviews, and more revenue with Ovation. Visit ovationup.com chip to get 2,000 free text messages. And don't worry, that link is in the show notes. A friendly reminder that Restaurant Strategy is now on Patreon. The community continues to grow. There are four different tiers of membership. Each one has a bunch of perks included, but each level grants you access to our new private podcast, The Daily Special. New episodes drop every weekday, short snackable content Monday through Friday. Visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. That link is also in the show notes. Now, I started today's episode with a personal story from my past, right? My wife's knee injury was devastating and it was a scary time for both of us not not knowing what the future would hold whether she would be able to return to the stage or, or walk or or go skiing or, or, or any of the things that she loved to do we scoured the city for the best knee surgeon we could find someone who understood a, a dancer's life 
right? So we ended up landing on one of the best in the city we came to discover. For years, he was the go-to orthopedic surgeon for the New York Mets, uh, and then for Alvin Ailey, one of the country's premier dance companies based here in the city. And from the first conversation we had with him, we knew he was the guy. He did an amazing job, and my wife is forever in debt to him because of what he was able to do. And as I mentioned at the very top of this episode, over the past 15 years, we have sent countless numbers of friends, family, and colleagues to go see this guy. He even did surgery on my wrist about nine years ago. But when you get injured, dealing with something as serious as, let's say, a torn meniscus or a blown ACL, you're scared, right? You know nothing about anatomy or surgery, and you just need someone you can trust. Right? We, we know that feeling, and so we love to send people to our guy. Right, And again, we've done that over and over and over again. So what then does that have to do with restaurants? I'm going to get there, but uh, in, in order to get there, I want to share another personal story with you. So about a year after my wife's knee surgery, I decided to propose. Right, So we had been together for several years at that point, and, and we knew it was the real thing. Right, We were already starting to build a life together. We just needed to make it official. Well, let me tell you, how stressful it is to go shopping for an engagement ring. For most people, it's one of the single biggest purchases they'll ever make. It's also one of the most consequential, right? Aside from the cost of, of a diamond ring, there's also that whole, you know, will you spend the rest of your life with me thing. It's stressful. Add to that the fact that most people know nothing about diamonds, it quickly starts to stack up. Now, when you start doing your research in the beginning, you, you learn the lingo pretty quickly, right? Cut, carrot, color. You, you learn about the different shapes and styles. And all the while, you think to yourself, this guy I'm looking at, this guy who's showing me all these diamonds, he could be totally screwing me. I have no real expertise in the area. And for all I know, this ring could be a fake. In addition to that, here in New York City, we have what's called the Diamond District. It's a one-block strip on 47th Street, just west of Fifth Avenue, with nothing but jewelers. I'm not even kidding. Every building, every floor in the building filled with jewelers. Every single storefront has someone hawking out front trying to get you to come into the shop. It's overwhelming. It is stressful. And it's a it's pretty uncomfortable for a kid who has very little worldliness, right? So that was me years and years and years ago. Over the course of a month or so, I'll say, I spent several days walking up and down that street in particular, going into shops, chatting with people, figuring out what exactly I wanted. But more than that, though, I was trying to find someone I trusted. And I did end up finding someone. In fact, it was one of the first shops I, I ever went into. And I went in that afternoon specifically because there was no one standing out front pressuring me to come in. It was quiet inside, relaxed, and I could tell they weren't going to try to pressure me to make a purchase, not that day, not the next week, not the next month. Of course, I did a lot of window shopping, and I spoke to a lot of other jewelers after I visited that shop, but in the end, I came back to those guys. In the end, I trusted them. That's why I went with them, and they made a beautiful ring for my wife, and we've built a great relationship with them over the years, and guess what? Just like the knee surgeon... We've sent dozens of people to them over the years. In fact, a few years back when my brother was going to propose to his then girlfriend, I introduced him to my jeweler and uh, the jeweler took great care of him. But the jeweler said something during that meeting that I will never forget. Characteristic of his style, he was like, look, no pressure. I want you to feel comfortable. This, my, my business, is a relationship business. And, and honestly, I don't need this sale. I need the next one, when you come to buy your wife a birthday present and an anniversary present, and when you start sending some of your friends as they start getting engaged, 
I, 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 don't, I don't need this sale. I, I need all the other sales that are going to come after this one. So for me, he said, it's all about the long game. And that's why I say, for me, this is a relationship business. Now, a few weeks back, we were talking all about transactions, value, and price. And I was challenging you to rethink the way you look at price. Yes, the halibut might cost $22, but money is a renewable resource, right? The, the customer will be able to go out and make more money, but they are actually paying with three of their most precious resources, time, attention, and trust. And those things they can never get back. So when we talk about finding a guy to surgically repair your wife's knee, you want someone you can trust. Same with diamonds. For most people, they purchase a diamond once in their lives. It's, it's impossible to know everything there is to know in just a short amount of time. So you gotta find someone you can trust. Now, what does all of this have to do with restaurants? I will explain after a brief message from one of our sponsors. There is no better marketing than word of mouth, like a, like a recommendation from a, a friend or a family member. The Restaurant Funnel sales system is built with that principle in mind, guaranteed to deliver new guests to your restaurant. They accelerate that traditional word of mouth process utilizing both paid and organic channels. Restaurant Funnel will help you generate leads, will help you turn those leads into contacts, and then convert those contacts into actual guests that will rave about their experience. Through engaging, personalized, and measurable communications, those guests are nurtured into becoming super fans. To get started, they offer a free marketing report card for your business. Visit restaurantfunnel.com chip to learn more. And of course, that link is also in the show notes. Now, my wife's knee surgeon didn't particularly need to do that surgery, right? Nor, nor did my jeweler particularly need my business all those years back. But by building a relationship, they turned that one sale into dozens of other sales. And, and more if you start thinking about not just the people that, that I sent over, but all the people that those people then sent over after they had such a great experience. So by now, I hope it's obvious where we're going with this, right? Think of your business in the same way that my jeweler thinks about his business. We often get caught up in the numbers, and believe me, the numbers are important, but what about the individual connections we make with our patrons? At the start of the year, I said I was going to spend a lot more time in 2021 talking about the human side of our business, and I'm staying true to my word. Yes, you can worry about how many covers you're going to do tomorrow night. Yes, you can focus on check average, but don't miss out on the opportunity to build a relationship with each and every guest. Now, you've got table management software, right? Most of you probably use OpenTable or Resi or Seven Rooms. Are you using it the way it's supposed to be used? Are you getting the most out of it? Get to know your guests as a way of deepening the relationship with them. Get to know them because it's going to provide them with a better experience. Go above and beyond so that they remember you and talk about you and come back when it's time for them to dine out again. Now, I haven't talked about this in a while, but one of the most important aspects of hospitality is to exceed the guest's expectations. In order to do that, though, you have to understand what it is they're expecting in the first place. So you've got to set the bar. You've got to know where that bar is, and then you've got to find all kinds of different ways to go above and beyond. People have a lot of choices these days. So the question is, why should they choose you? Now, as we come out of this pandemic, this will be an important question to ask ourselves because... We're going to have to provide a compelling answer to each of our guests. Why should they choose you? 
Now, part of that answer should be that you've built a relationship with them, that you've taken care of them and their kids over the years and their in-laws and their friends and and you've been part of their weekly routine and maybe even a place where they've come to celebrate. So don't take this meal for granted. Yes, it's just a deuce over in the corner and at the end of the day, that might just amount to 60 or 80 bucks at the end of the night. But extrapolate that out over many years and consider all the word of mouth exchanges they're going to give you, all of that free marketing on your behalf. It starts by taking care of these people here and now, making their experience worth their time, attention, and trust, not to mention money. Finding ways to make this meal remarkable for them should be something you're focusing on. And yes, even a sandwich shop can find ways to exceed the guest's expectations. You just have to decide and then put it into action. So today I want to give you an assignment, right? In fact, this is an assignment I first gave you way back on one of the early episodes. Now, take a busy night this week and I want you to try to touch every single table in the restaurant and engage with them in a meaningful way. Not just, hey, how's everyone enjoying their meal tonight? Ask them a specific question. Connect with them in a meaningful way. Look at the the clothes they're wearing, right? Do they have a baseball hat on? Strike up a conversation about the new baseball season. Are they wearing a college sweatshirt? Maybe they're an alum. Can you engage with them about that? Did they order an interesting bottle of wine or one of your new beers? Tell them something interesting about what they're drinking, something that they may not know. My point is, I want to challenge you to think of something better to ask than how's everyone doing here? You're going to spend a minute or two at each and every table. And obviously, you got to time it appropriately, right? Between courses or near the end of their meal. But the challenge is for you to learn something about every single one of those tables. I want you to make notes in a little notepad. And then at the end of the night, add them to the guest notes in the reservation software. Finally, then, for the entire night, I want you not to say, thanks, everyone. Have a great night. Instead... I want you to ask them when they're coming back, right? So maybe at the table, you've learned that their daughter is returning home from college in a few weeks. Great. Tell them you'd love to meet her. Can I make a reservation for when she's back in town? Of course, we want people to come back. But too often, I find that we don't uh, let the guests know that, right? So let's be gracious and warm, but let's also be obvious. Tell them you want them back. Ask them when they're coming back. Offer to make the reservation for them then and there. Remember, It's cheaper to keep a customer than to go find a new one, right? So you do all of that. And finally, I want you to find ways for them to introduce you to other people in their tribe, other people who would love the restaurant as much as these people too, right? Give them specific ways to evangelize for you. Our business at its best is a relationship business. In that respect, it's no different than what a good knee surgeon does and what a good jeweler does. True, you may not need their 80 bucks tonight, but you very much want their 80 bucks next week and the week after and the week after and the week after, and you want them to tell their friends and family and colleagues. When you think of it that way, that deuce in the corner is actually a very, very important customer. So let's try to remember that. That is it for this week. If you like the show, if you find value from the things I talk about here, then there are three ways you can pay it forward. Number one, spread the word about this podcast. Forward this episode to three people who you think might get something out of it, right? Maybe a a, a colleague or a manager, somebody you work with. Number two, leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. They do work. They help boost us up in the rankings. And then finally, number three, go support us on Patreon. $5 gives you access to the new private podcast, The Daily Special. Thank you for being here. Stay creative, and I will see you next week.